Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we speak to Miss Jody Newsom of the Kingdom Queens podcast. Definitely going to be a good conversation. I'm going to talk a little Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titans. Yes, yes, yes. Fun times. But before we get into all that, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether you're tuning in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, tuning in on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're tuning in on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate the show. And on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Of course, five stars is definitely appreciated for uh, rating the show, too. And of course, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes as soon as they drop. Now, before we get to the conversation with Miss Newsom, what we're going to do is do the get it off your chest segment like we do every episode. Well, most of them. <laughs> but anyway, of course, I've definitely got something to get off my chest with this one. Now, you know, sometimes when you when you uh, there there's there's moments in time where you where you've ever you know done something and then played it off and let somebody else take the blame. I know plenty of people listening have more than likely done something like that in their lifetime, once or twice. Whether you uh, I guess take the last bit of food or uh, it's something leave something out and someone else gets the blame for it. Well, that's exactly what I feel like with the Indianapolis Colts situation. Now, for those that aren't aware, of course, Matt Ryan, he got demoted, taken out of the starting lineup for Sam Ellinger. Of course, the Colts went out and lost again this past week against the Washington Commanders. And, of course, there had to be somebody to blame and of course, Frank Reich, being the head coach that he is, he decided that Marcus Brady was to be the blame. Now, just for a little bit more context, Marcus Brady is the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. However, he does not call the plays. That is done by Mr. Frank Reich. Now, let me give you this quote about what he said about uh, people asking about the firing. And of course, to me, I, I don't like the firing, but this is exactly what he said. That's really unfortunate that the people that painted both well, the people that painted Brady as a scapegoat, this is what he said in, in response. It's that's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I understand that. So that should fall on me. That's not Marcus. He's not being scapegoated. But they understand how that perception is. I have to own that. But I can tell you it's a collaborative effort. Marcus obviously plays a role. 
We all work together. We're all responsible for the work that we do. Marcus did a good job. Ultimately, I made the decision I thought was best for the team. And then also, Wright, Frank Wright called firing Brady, who joined the team in, in 2018, a very difficult decision. You know what would have been a even more difficult decision for Frank Wright? Give up the play calling. Because obviously it's not working. Frank Reich, give it up. Let it go. Because what you did, you blamed a man that's not even calling the plays for your mess ups, your shortcomings, your mistakes. That is totally unacceptable to me. And it just blows my mind that you're delaying the inevitable because honestly, I don't believe that Frank Wright makes it into 2023 as the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, unless it's the last game of the season of the regular season in January. That's the only way he makes it into 2023 as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Just my honest opinion. I think it was wrong I thought it was a horrible decision, a horrible decision. And why did this is this brother getting the short end of the stick? I mean, honestly, looking at coaching in the NFL at times, a lot of brothers get the short end of the stick. You look at right now at Steve Wilkes in uh in Carolina. He got given a team basically as an interim head coach with the Carolina Panthers, and of course they're looking a little better, you know, than they did under Matt Rule, but we all know that they're not really going to give him a shot to be the head coach. We know this. And oh, by the way, Steve Wilkes is, still, is the same guy. They got fired after one year in Arizona for their current head coach. And now he brought in Kyler Murray and they're not doing a ton better. But yet they gave him an extension and they gave the GM an extension. Yeah, explain that one to me. Marcus Brady, nah, you did not deserve to be fired. In all actuality, Frank Reich should have fired himself as the offensive play caller and let maybe Marcus Brady try some things because honestly, if it's a collaborative effort, who's the head coach? Who's the guy that makes the final call? That would be the head coach, Mr. Frank Reich, not Marcus Brady. Marcus Brady got scapegoated. I know... Reich is going to say whatever he wants, but we all know the real. We see what actually happened. That is what it is. So Frank Reich, just, uh, if I'm seeing the way the season's going so far, might want to tighten up that resume because that pink slip might be coming pretty soon. That's my get it off your chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, you'll hear my conversation with Jody Newsom on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Now to these commercial breaks. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to. Well, let me tell you about peace of mind counseling and life coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, 
alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And there is a big game this week featuring the AFC South team. That would be the Tennessee Titans Sunday night, Sunday night football, NBC, the Titans, and the Chiefs. And of course, we do have to talk about it on the show. And I didn't want to do that by myself. So I wanted to bring in somebody that is a very, very big Chiefs fan and that definitely knows her Chiefs team. That would be Kingdom Queens podcast co-host Jody Newsom. What's going on? Hi. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Um, now I have to ask, uh, you're in you're in Dallas, which you know, many people may not know that you're in Dallas. Correct. But how did you become a Chiefs fan? Man, I'm born and raised from Kansas City, Missouri. It's it's in my blood. I grew up with red and gold, okay? Um, But no, my family, uh, I would have to blame my dad and my uncles. They have had season tickets literally my whole entire life to where I was little. So I have four uncles who had two season tickets each. So there was eight seats just kind of rotating out through the family. So I would always just tag along with them until I was old enough to buy my own season tickets. And even though I live in Dallas, I still keep my season tickets in Kansas City. So I actually go home for pretty much every home game. And I say that, and I'm actually not going to this home game. <laughs> this is the one game I oh. won't be at this season. Um, but yeah. Gotcha. Now, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, environment, uh, to say the least. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But I do have to ask, of course, King of Queens podcast. Uh, you and uh, your is it three other co hosts on the show? Correct, I'm one of four, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I just wanted to make sure I had it, I had it correct. I didn't want to say four, five, or six, and then it'd be four, and I'd be looking really silly. But, um, how did that podcast come about with uh, you four ladies? Man, so we are actually a part of Starcade Media, uh, they're on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. They're all over. They're pretty big. Love them. I'm sure you heard of them. Know of Noah and Clint. Um, they pretty much like reached out to us and they were like, we really want to do an all women's podcast on like Chiefs football. And so we were all like, okay. And I actually was super hesitant at first just because I don't really like looking at myself on camera because it's live Um, and I am like silly. I'm a nut and I know sometimes I stutter over my words. So even though I'm like a huge, like I have a big personality, I get really shy. So Lexi actually like convinced me. She's like, Jody, you can do it. 
don't worry. So it's me, Lexi, Chrissy, and Shelly. Those are my girls. Um, again, I'm on Twitter. If you go on there, you'll see the Kingdom Queens page. You'll see them. Um, but yeah, so we're actually on like episode nine. This started this year. Um, and there has been so much love for us. And like, I know I can speak with the rest of the girls when I say like, we're just so grateful for the fans, for everybody. Like we have had nothing but a ton of love and it's great. Like we're halfway through the season and I can't wait to see what happens next with us too. All right. All right. So it sounds like kind of getting it going and, uh, falling into, uh, doing podcasting and seeing yourself on, on the screen, right? It's weird. It's so weird. And they laugh at me because like I refuse to go back and listen to the show. Like I love tough criticism, but I won't listen. I hate my voice. So I'm always like, listen and tell me what I need to do or what I did. And they give me heck for it, but it's okay. <laughs> gotcha. I had to get over that myself when I first started. So, you know, I definitely understand what you're talking about. Um no. Now, of course, we did we did talk about you know the King of Queens podcast, how you know you became a Kansas City fan, but of course we got to get down to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, <laughs> before the season, I distinctly remember a lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes and he lost Tyreek Hill and he might not be the same. But for those that don't know, he's got 20 touchdown passes and five interceptions so far through seven games, which might I add, is two two more touchdown passes than he had at this point in time last season. So, uh, to you know, to ask you on the point, this question towards you: Did you expect him to be and look better this year without Tyreek Hill? Did you expect this? Well, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> I know y'all hate us Chiefs fans, but. I think he's the best quarterback in the world. And because of that, he could do anything with anybody. I mean, I just remember going through training camp and, you know, once we did the Juju signing and then we got MBS, we were all like, okay, like who's going to be the one? Like it, the, I think the one thing I love the most about us is there is no true identity to who we are as a team. And that is what really throws so many people off. We have so many weapons um, I know Patrick, again, Patrick is that guy. So he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that the play happens. But I think what we love the most is you don't know who is going to get the ball. And that is something that's so different without Tyreek Hill. Like, and Tyreek Hill is that guy. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, which I'm sure you have, but I mean, he's getting ready to have his first thousand yards. See, I mean, the, his first thousand yards of the season, he's on trend for 2000 yards. So I think it's beautiful that they both can still have amazing seasons without each other um, and still be very dominant in the game. So was everybody a little confused about what was going to happen going into this season with offense? Absolutely. And I still think we're all like, well, we know Travis is the for sure one, but the two and the three, we still don't know who it is. And Juju <laughs> Um, one thing about Chiefs Kingdom is we say we have a hashtag that says Juju catches everything. Um, so right <laughs> now he's really proven himself to be that number two, that number one guy. Um, he's stepped up big, but I mean, MVS has also been a dog. McCole finally had his first breakout game. So it's like you don't know where it's going to come from. So I think that's the one thing we're all most excited about because it's different every week. 
Yeah, it definitely is. You can't just key on one guy. Well, you can, and that's Travis Kelsey, but um, you can't key on any guys outside of him. Uh, like you, you mentioned, you said Juju Smith-Schuster, you got McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, you got um, now you got Kadarius Tony. They're adding to the equation. Yeah. Uh, Clyde <laughs> Edwards Hilaire, Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, yeah. you name it, they're on the field for the Chiefs. And these not guys are not um what you would say star guys, all Absolutely. of them, but they are players. And I mean, but people forget, you know, the funny thing that you know, just kind of going off track, but people forget that Andy Reid can has been doing this offensively with anybody. And Absolutely. the thing is. That people don't remember when he coached the Eagles, Todd Pinkston was his star wide receiver one year. Todd right. Pinkston from Southern Mississippi. I'm pretty sure Eagle fans are cussing me right now. Right? But yeah, Todd Pinkston. So if he can do it with Todd Pinkston, he can do it with anybody, in my opinion. So um, out of this group of guys, I mean, which one is kind of – surprised you the most out of this this group i don't know because i feel like every other week it's and you know we talk about this a lot on our podcast too like we do a who is the player of the game and every week it's somebody different um i think we have the best tight end room in the league i mean and i could be boasting a little but i really do i think our tight ends are very impressive this year um but i also think they have a strong leader in travis kelsey who is helping them so, I mean, it's hard for me to say who who is who am I the most impressed with. Um, I will say I'm very happy that CEH, Clyde Edwards, is having a better season. I didn't know what to expect from him this year. I'm a big CEH hater, um, and I know that's funny <laughs> to say. Um, I love Pacheco. I feel he, I mean, Pacheco is probably one of the ones I'm most impressed with. Jody Fordston, another one. Like, these guys are just like, I don't, it's hard for me to pick one, but if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Pacheco. Most impressed. Gotcha. Very happy. Yeah, he definitely was a guy that I didn't have on anybody's radar. I didn't have him on my radar. I don't think anybody did, but he definitely has done his thing and, and shown up and been a key piece to the offensive explosion that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, now, of course, what's that? He wants the number one spot. He's coming for it. So I think he made Definitely. that very clear in a few pressers too. Like, I want to be that guy. I can be that guy. And he's doing everything he can to prove it. Definitely has been doing everything he can do. Um, now, of course, you know, defensively, you know, of course, you can't talk about the offense. We do have to talk about the defense too. Now, the defense is giving up 24.6 points per game, which isn't exactly great. But – they are only giving up 92 yards per game on the ground. To me, that kind of uh, speaks to directly to the impact of an emerging star, Mr. Uh, Nick Bolton. Yes. I mean, what can you say about just the impact he has on that defense? Nick Bolton is, how do I say, a dog. He is a beast, okay? Um, and not only is he making a true impact on the defense, he was without his right-hand man for four weeks in Willie Gay. And I think when you watch the Niners game, you see how impressive those two are together. They're a dynamic duo. Um, I I mean, as a person from Kansas City, Missouri, I'm also a big Mizzou fan. And Nick Bolton went to Mizzou. So I, I'm not surprised that he came in the league and he took off the way that he did because he has everything it takes to be 
I don't want to say defensive player of the year because I'm thinking that's going to be Chris Jones, but he has everything it takes to get to that level. And it, I'm, I'm very impressed. And I think Chiefs Kingdom is too with the results and everything that he's done for us so far this season. Yeah, he definitely is uh, an amazing talent to watch. I mean, I didn't expect this coming from him. And then, you know, back, I will, backing up, backing up. He said he is from Missouri. So he, he went to the University of Missouri, which Columbia, Missouri, and Kansas City, Missouri couldn't be two different places. But it just, God, I had to say that. But I mean, They're about two I didn't expect hours away from each other. Yeah. In between Kansas City and St. Louis. And two and a half, but they are worlds apart. Completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's interesting that he matriculated there and uh, now he is uh, starring for that defense. Now, Okay, we have for those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did. And he's got me looking great. I talked about a little offense and defense, but of course there is a game to talk about. Like we mentioned earlier, Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, Sunday night football in front of the nation. The nation. Okay. So, of course, the defense course i mentioned 92 yards per game but they're, but they're giving up on the ground but they have a big challenge this week the big man they call him king henry oh, kind of the oh, now if God. you don't know <laughs> now if you don't know let's see he did have 200 plus yards last game 219 i believe to be exact and in his last four games he has gone over 100 yards he's moved up to the third leading rusher in the nfl and people are still not really talking about him quite as much Which as he did last year. But it's very much. But, you know, you got your Saquon Barkley's and your Nick Chubbs, and that's probably why. But um, what kind of a challenge do you think he poses for this Kansas City defense? I mean, it's going to be <sighs> – They're going to get so the big boy pads. Every time we play the Titans, like – the Titans can always be that random game that we lose, like always. Like we just, we just do not play well against the Titans, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. It's, it's Derrick Henry. Our our run game has to be impressive this week. Like our defense, that line is gonna have to do everything that they can. I'm really hoping we pull up Shelton from the practice squad and put him right there in the middle to stop this man because Derrick Henry is a dog. He's a beast. 
Um, I think it's going to be really important that we just focus in on doing whatever we can to stop him. If we stop him, we're good. Like, not saying we're not worried about your receivers or anything like that, but I mean, we. I think it's evidently clear that if if Derrick Henry has over a hundred yards, then this is not going to be a good game for Kansas City. So we're going to have to do everything in our power to make sure that we are putting as many men on him as possible. So he's not running all over us. Um, but I mean, again, I think we get a lot of people back this week too. I mean, we get Snead, uh, not Snead. We get McDuffie back this week. Uh, again, I'm hoping that we make that practice squad call and bring Shelton up, but I don't know. I mean, I definitely think we'll be okay. Um, we've been going against some of the best defenses already this season with the Bucks and with the Niners, which you see how they kind of changed the story on their defense after we played them. So um, I'm I'm, in, I'm interested to see like what this looks like going against them this week. And just, we got to stop Derrick Henry at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. It'll be an interesting uh, thing to watch, uh, you know, and one thing that also I, I noticed as well is that, you know, they are, you know, the chiefs are good against the run, but I wonder, is it because they're good against the run or is it that teams are trying to play catch up? I wonder that, well, that'll be kind of, tested a little bit this right. week as well um along with uh that of course you know you spoke defense and then we know the offense is going to do their thing and we know the titans as far as secondary not necessarily the strongest it'll be the front four of the titans that'll be the difference i think in this game but what i do think is going to be something to watch is the two two of the top defensive interior linemen in football Chris Jones and Jeffrey Simmons. Those two big yeah. guys can play. And watching really them in this can. game is exciting to me. I mean, no, is it is, sure. is exciting to you to think about those two guys making plays? Well, of course, not, not, uh, not Jeffrey Simmons, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, if you look at the rankings, of course, your guy is ranked higher than my guy, and that's okay. Um, but. <laughs> their numbers are so identical in a sense as well. Like I will say though, like Chris Jones has five sacks, should have seven. We're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I, those two are going to have to be huge impacts this week in this game. I know Chris Jones is kind of on a high right now and he kind of knows what needs to be done at the end of the day. He is one of our biggest leaders on our defense and he's going to have to rally as much as he can with this team to make sure that we are stopping the run <laughs> and then just making sure that we're, you know, solid all together. So, I mean, I think you guys have a dog too. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's, that's for sure. So I'm excited to see what they both do. I'm very, I, I can't wait because I think they both are definitely going to turn up. Um, and I think they know that they kind of have to kick it into a high gear because the Titans, I mean, they're firing too. So it's like you can't take this game lightly at all. So, and especially if we both want to get these certain rankings in the playoffs, every single game at this point matters. So I think they understand the importance of going into this week. So I can't wait to see what they both do on both sides. Well, one thing I will say too that I'm watching is uh, Kevin Byard. I mean, the all pro safety from the Tennessee Titans. He's got a tall task on his hands because he's probably going to be seeing Travis Kelsey a lot. And also he's got a young secondary that may be without Amani Hooker this week, which 
for those that aren't aware and for Chief Kingdom and, you know, the people that will listen that from Chief Kingdom, Amani Hooker is the guy that usually takes on the tight ends for each team. And he's been very, very successful at that to the tune of getting a, an extension from the Titans to continue to do that. So if he's out this week, that means Kevin Byers is going to have to do that a lot more which means the younger guys are going to potentially be exposed a little more. Now, Christian Fulton, I will say, he's been challenged by Mike Rabel this week to actually uh, continue to, you know, play as well as he has. And he's trying to be that number one corner, which he did very well the last couple of weeks. And, of course, you have Roger McCreary, who beat out first round pick, former first-round pick Caleb Farley for the starting spot, by the way. Um, so you got those two out there, not very big corners. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up against – the, the receivers of the Chiefs, I think Harden, Hardeman, he'll match up well against. They'll match up, match up a little bit better against. Yeah. But Juju, I'm not sure how that's going to work because Juju's a big body wide receiver. Like and he's going to, yeah. yeah, he's going to, he's going to body, he's going to body at least one of the Titans' uh, defensive backs, in my opinion. I mean, but our secondary is young as well. So, I mean, I think we're, we've been kind of going through those struggles as well going through this season because we're we're young all around, offense and defense. And, you know, I think they're finally starting to gel, but we've been having those same things too, especially with our corners. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well the, the thing is with you all, though, y'all actually got, like, weapons weapons and people don't really respect the titans <laughs> wide receiver weapons. i'm not talking trying to talk bad about the titans wide receivers no, sure. don't get me wrong but just nobody really respects them a lot i mean robert woods is yeah. a veteran and he can make some things but he's more of a complimentary guy he's not necessarily the number one wide receiver yeah and of course uh Traylon burks is still out hurt right now that's a big thing for them because he was a more of an explosive guy and he actually was the, the big bang plays. He mm-hmm. made those. So it'll be interesting just to see what happens and how they're able to kind of uh, make some things happen or not against the Chiefs defense. But, of course, we have uh, got towards the end of the show. And, of course, there's a game. There's five questions, two answers, and you have to make one choice. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not ready. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you about these two running backs, and I need you to pick one of them. Now this is going in the Chiefs' past a little bit here. Okay. Priest Holmes or Jamal Charles? Which oh, one, if you had to take one, would you take? Uh, why would you do that? <laughs> God. Man, it would have to be Priest Holmes. Uh, that's my guy. I love me some freeze phones. I just remember being younger and being at the game and just being like, oh my God, this dude is inc- this dude is crazy. <laughs> like, what in the world? <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my answer would be Priest Holmes. I still remember him going across the end zone and always like turning to the side and sliding in the end zone. I'm like, I still remember him doing that. That was that was awesome to watch. Now I know of course I know the answer is gonna be what the answer is probably gonna be on this next question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Texas barbecue or Kansas City barbecue? What? I knew the answer. I already knew. <laughs> Kansas City barbecue for sure. Texas barbecue is disgusting. It is dry. They don't use enough. Okay, so Kansas City barbecue, they use seasoning and sauces. Like you get both. It's you don't have to have either or. Um, and they're just yeah, one hundred percent Kansas City barbecue. 
you go to Kansas City, go get barbecue. It doesn't even matter where you kind of, but it doesn't. Well, you know, you could kind of give me a few places, but we'll, we'll, either we can talk about that now or talk right. about it after. Go I got my pen in hand. Right. Yeah, we right. got to go to Gates for sure. Uh, people okay. love Jack Stack. But every time my friends come to Kansas City, they go to Gates. We, I'm taking them to Gates. That's what we're doing. Okay. All right. I'm going to make a note of that. So if I do so happen to visit Kansas City, I'm going to go to Gates then. Okay. I don't think it's a far drive. I think it's only eight hours. You can pull up to the city. Oh boy, you know, you know, I have a limit of about six hours. Six hours, I gotta fly if it's over six. I can't I do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe in my younger days, I would do that, but not. Right? Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, of course, these two teams are teams that your team faces in AFC West. If you had to cho- to uh, cheer for one of these teams, would it be the Raiders or the Chargers? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Um, well, my hate for both is equal. <laughs> um, God, um, I would probably pick the Chargers. Mm. <laughs> Golly. So, okay. If I had to pick a team to cheer for, I would probably pick the Raiders. Um, yeah, I just changed my vote. I would probably pick the Raiders because I know that they would lose. Cause they're not good. So yeah, I would probably go with the Raiders. Plus I like their colors better than the chargers and their stadium is. Mm, I, I, I'm not going to go down to stadiums. They both have pretty dope stadiums, but um, I'm gonna go Raiders just because I like to wear black. It's in my color palette. There we go. There we go. Now that stadium does look like uh, it's, it's in uh, star Wars. It's out of star Wars. Right? 100%. I went and- <laughs> to stand in front of it with my chief's kingdom flag and i was like this looks like a spaceship like this is crazy yeah it's it's uh it actually would be very fitting if that stadium was in dc since it is the commanders and you know i call their stadium the space station so it would kind of be fit for them so are they even gonna have a team next year (laughs) oh they'll they'll have a team probably just a different owner All right, now when you're watching the Chiefs game, would you would you rather watch a blowout or a close game? Um, man, I love a good game. Like blowouts are fun, but I love a good game. Like I love to see Patrick in his element. I love to see the defense turn up. I think most Chiefs fans will say like when we we feel better when we're behind than when we're ahead <laughs> because we know <laughs> when we're behind, we can always come back, and most of the time we always come back from a deficit. So. Um, I'm okay with a close game because I trust my quarterback. I trust my coaches. Their playbook is crazy. So, yeah. All right. All right. And, uh, of course, the last one, I'm going to make you pick between two Chiefs wide receivers that are there now. McCole Hardman or Juju Smith-Schuster? Um, probably definitely Juju, just because I don't even know <laughs> if McCole is going to be a Chief next year. Um, I'm grateful for McCole and being on our Super Bowl winning team. Like, he has been great. But I think the future is Juju, so I'm definitely going with Juju catches everything. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Now, of course, I will say that uh, I did talk to uh, a fan of a particular team that's in the NFC, and I do think that Hardiman could end up there next year. Which team, said? That would be, you know, a te- certain team that has a front office guy from the Kansas City. 
Mm, okay. In the <laughs> NFC. You, okay. Are you kind of seeing where I'm going here? I, I think he could end up there too. I can see that as a very high possibility. I mean, I definitely don't think he's going to be a chief since we brought in KT. Uh, right. KT can do everything better than Nicole. And we love Nicole just and everything he's done for us. But it's time and it's okay. It's mm -hmm. time and it's okay. So. It just uh, the only thing about KT is you got to keep him out of, out of the cold tub. If you keep him out of the cold tub, he's going to be all right. But he just can't stay on the field. That's the he biggest thing. Right that. now, I expect to see him on special teams this weekend. So uh, he mm -hmm. was getting some reps in today with punt return, which, as you know, that's been tough for that's, us. So um, I'm hoping yeah. that he gets his opportunity this weekend. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, yeah, Sky Moore will step forward a little bit more in the wide receiver room next year. Definitely, yes, probably he's not in the punt return. He's not a punt returner. He did not do no. it in college. <laughs> so why yeah. are we forcing him to do this? I don't know, y'all. Y'all having experiments on the field out there. I just don't know what to understand it. <laughs> wrong times, man. At the complete wrong times. <laughs> All right. Now, of course, that we have reached the end of the show. I want to thank you coming on for coming on today. Um, and also I want to, you know, kind of give you the floor, talk about what all you have going on, where people can find you on Twitter, whatever you want to talk about. The floor is yours. Oh God. I told you I'm not good at this part, but, um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Miss Joe new. Uh, a lot of people know me by the football queen. Uh, also on Instagram, same name, Miss Joe new. I don't really get on Facebook. I don't really get on Snapchat because I'm too old for that. Um, but then also <laughs> find me on Kingdom Queens every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We do a live stream on Twitter as well. And then the next day, we also always post um, to Spotify and to Apple and YouTube and to Facebook and all of those great things. So, yeah, <laughs> come find me there. All right. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on, giving us a little bit of Chiefs, not Chiefs knowledge ahead of this big game Sunday night. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.